You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd Overload, your pop and geek culture show that's at least guaranteed to be funnier than Elon Musk on SNL. Boom, got him. I'm oh. Sam. <laughs> I'm the bored studio audience. <laughs> And I'm a pile of dated Mario references. <laughs> that was so bad. That was, was such a bad, bad one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. But later. Yeah, so thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over this week. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! Stop me. <laughs> Somebody stop me from making all these Elon Musk jokes. <laughs> oh, gosh. So did you watch that episode, the SNL? I watched the Mario sketch. And yeah. That's all I watched. It's, that's all I could stomach. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst thing. <sighs> so bad. You know, Elon Musk as Wario wasn't even the worst part of the sketch. Yeah. No. I mean, he was he was not funny, but he also wasn't yeah. aggravating. Like, yeah, should we back this up and and talk? You know, for folks who don't know Elon Musk, I mean, everyone knows SNL, but like, so SNL more times than not will get actors to do their show, but every once in a while, when their ratings drop or something, they'll like do gimmick hosts, and yeah, it's been happening more and more lately. They'll, they'll pull a they'll pull a weird one out of the hat. Yeah, sometimes they're good, like uh, Peyton Manning. That episode that Peyton Manning, who is you know, not an actor did was probably one of the funniest recent episodes of SNL. He's basically like a sports cartoon man at this point. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I remember the Peyton Manning uh, episode. There was a sketch where it was like it was a pre-recorded sketch, which these days have been Are funnier they, than the live yeah. ones. But it was a sketch in which he was. Um, it started out as like a Big Brothers Big Sisters thing that he was uh, funding, but it turned out it was like just an excuse for him to bully children and. <laughs> And have them go like be street urchins and bring him money off the street and stuff. It was like it's hilarious. Like so Oliver Twist. It kind of it, it turned into like an Oliver Twist kind of thing, but also like there's like you know how those commercials they have like uh, canned stock footage of like people playing sports out in a park or oh, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And he like drills this kid with a football pass. <laughs> it's hilarious. So sometimes it works out like that. I can remember the um, there were a couple others that were. You know, not traditional actors, but did a good job. And then you have the folks like Elon Musk, who I he's not an actor or a comedian or even funny. He is famous for being un like incredibly wealthy and kind of weird. D- not kind of. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's funny. Yeah, so I guess he had his own team of writers come in to help punch up the scripts because... Uh, wow, wow. Yeah, like, that's a whole thing. How can you go on SNL, but then, like, you know what? I don't like your writers, so I brought my own. Who? Be- I brought my own from home. <laughs> Who were these people? Because they... They're they did a bad job. Good, yeah. yeah. Well, they're people that were paid for by Elon Musk, who then said, I think this is funny. I want you to write this. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the 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 Mario sketch was the only thing that I really kind of sat through. I tried watching some of the monologue, and he tanked that hard. <laughs> the uh, oh god, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that came out of this was Dogecoin dropped like 
fifty percent and pretty much yeah. bottomed out because of his. How weird is it that we live in a time in which an unfunny money man goes onto Saturday Night Live and then an entire type of cryptocurrency <laughs> tanks? But anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we can guarantee we are funnier than Elon Musk on on let, SNL. Let, let me list the things that primarily annoyed me about the Mario sketch. Let's do it. As somebody who is way too invested in the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers franchise, sure. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do why, this. Why was Princess Peach Italian? Why did Grimes do her with an Italian accent? That's never been a thing. Uh, why did she move weird playing Peach? Like, she, I guess they were trying to do, like, she was trying to imitate, like, game animation or something. Oh, but that's but, not funny. But nobody else in the sketch did it. Yeah. So, like, what the heck was she doing? <laughs> I guess, or, or maybe she couldn't really move well in that Party City princess peach costume <laughs> i guess most of my complaints are about grimes actually oh <laughs> um but yeah also the jokes were terrible because they were stuff we've seen a million times in Newgrounds cartoons from 2002 yeah yep we I got mean, princess peach cheating on mario it's been done <laughs> mario but like the mushrooms are drugs oh like yeah. it was it was literally a greatest hits of Newgrounds circa 2002 mm-hmm on your television in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Not not the best. No. As it turns out. No. Hey, at least Waluigi was in there. Yeah, that was the highlight of the whole sketch was it was Kate McKinnon mm-hmm. as Waluigi yeah. saying, I'm not really evil Luigi, more like weird Luigi. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's right. that's, that's, that makes sense. That, that was yeah. the best part. Hey, yeah. hey, Nintendo, Waluigi made it on SNL. Where's he in Smash? <laughs> <laughs> and Next I, up, Waluigi's own game. I did appreciate. Isn't that what, kind of what Mario Tennis is? <laughs> Kind of. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate that they used the the uh, Super Mario Land 2. Oh, um, uh, wiki? In ca- no, the end castle music mm, as, yeah. as Wario's. They said it was Wario's theme, which, I mean, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, because isn't he the, the villain in Mario Land? Yes, that's the first Mario Land 2, and the, then he starred in Mar- Mario Land 3, yeah. technically. And then there's and then there was Wario Woods. And, which, weirdly, uh-huh. I just played through... Uh, Warrior Land, the first Warrior Land the oh, other day. Oh, it's really guess, good. Really yeah. solid. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I yeah. guess because the sketch made me think about it. Mm-hmm. So I went back and played that and I, I like I got all the treasures and everything and really enjoyed it. Yeah. I miss Pith Helmet uh, Wario. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like Biker Mario from the WarioWare games. I, th- I think that's cool. It kind of differentiates him enough from the rest of the cast. It makes him less of a carbon copy of Mario. Yeah. Or the... Uh, or, uh, you know, Nega Mario. Nega Mario, yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, I, I miss Pith Helmet Adventurer. Yeah, and like, get hit and shrink into like weird gremlin with a mohawk, Wario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of surprised we don't have like Wario and Waluigi sound bites on the soundboard. We need, the, we we need, need those. The, we need the fake Italian stuff that Mario and Luigi do in the Mario and Luigi Oh, games. yeah, yeah. That's what we need. What I need to do is put some Captain Lou Albano on the... <laughs> On the board. When you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. <laughs> what? You never heard that clip? No. It's a Captain Lou clip from a, like an anti-drug PSA. <laughs> and that is, a, it says if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. <laughs> Mamma mia. <Yeah. laughs> 
I'm Captain Lou Albano talking about drugs. Kids, if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Oh, man. Though I'm pretty sure Captain Lou Albano was on drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, sure, he had yeah. first-hand knowledge, he, I'm he sure. Did, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. everyone in wrestling in the 80s was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Coked out Ran. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, you cannot tell me that Rand, that Macho Man Randy Savage. No, that was one hundred percent Randy Poffo. <laughs> I know. I think. I think he was. He's more the co- cream of the crop, Josh. He was the more cream co- of the crop. He was more cocaine than man at that point. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, it was allegedly. All, it was all Slim Jims <laughs> and coffee creamers. <laughs> he was. He was chock full of Slim Jim. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rising to the top. Ah. <laughs> You know that is that is probably one of my standout favorite like wrestling like tirades ever. Uh, that one's up there. Um, there's know, one that I is know actually the one for, you're thinking of. Yeah, you know the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I forget it's who the guy is. Steiner math. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott Steiner. Yeah, Scott Steiner doing math <laughs> about his his fight against Samoa Joe. You know they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, you got a thirty-three and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a sixty-six and two-third chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your thirty-three and a third chance. Minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. His probabilities His pro- of winning at, uh, oh, what was oh, the? I forget what it is. See, the three way at sacrifice. But it's like, yeah. Wait, was Scott, Scott Steiner, was he's the one that always he's the wore gener- the genetic, genetic freak. freak? But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. <laughs> was he the one that always wore that stupid chainmail coif yes. all the time? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's the one, yes. The one that can't do math, <laughs> the, the one that witnessed a murder at, at the Shoney's that he uh, that he managed after wrestling. What? Yeah, there's okay. So there, that's another thing on YouTube. Go. Um, there was like a Canadian like news report or whatever from back like in the late early two thousands, I think, and uh, they were like. Uh, it wasn't a murder. It was a stabbing. <laughs> so there was a guy um, in this like province in, in Canada, like two guys got into a heated argument. One guy got stabbed and they were interviewing on the news, the manager of the Shoney's restaurant, oh, the restaurant right. that he was that he was shanked at. And it turns out it was Scott Steiner. It was p- former professional wrestler Scott <laughs> Steiner's restaurant, the Shoney's where this man got stabbed. It was at sacrifice. At sacrifice. His it was odds, at sacrifice. His odds of winning at sacrifice. <laughs> you know, he's got a twenty-five percent chance of winning at sacrifice, but then you take away twenty-six percent of sacrifice. Because <laughs> <laughs> but then you take my seventy-five percent chance of winning, and then add sixty-six and two-thirds percent. I got a hundred forty-one and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. <laughs> Steiner math is amazing. You know. <laughs> It wasn't until re recently that I didn't that I found out that Shoney's was an actual restaurant. You didn't know it was a real restaurant. No, I've it's never seen. I've never seen one. It's greasy as all get out. So it's Waffle House. <laughs> you only have a. You only have at best at best have a chance of beating me at sacrifice, Smojo. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't lie. But. I didn't realize they were real restaurants. I thought it was something that Rick and Morty made up. <laughs> oh no, Shoney's are real. Yeah, they're real. They're they're like Waffle House in Canada, kind of. Yeah. Okay, because I had never seen one. Yeah, yeah, they're like Canadian. But I've also never been to Canada. So well, there you go. 
They, they, they're in the United States, too. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I remember seeing them on road trips and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I watched a movie. Yeah, what movie <laughs> did you watch? I watched the Mortuary Collection on uh, Shudder, and it's one of those horror anthology movies. That was recent, yeah. right? Is yep. that the one with um, the Kurgan as yes. like the uh, the mortuary caretaker? Yes. Clancy Creeper Brown. Type Clancy Brown, is yeah. The, is the... Ohio's own Clancy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> also Mr. Krabs. Yes. Yes. He is the, the funeral man. He has done many, many good things. He has done a lot of yeah. things. <laughs> Uh, and he's he just chews scenery anytime uh, he's on screen. I mean, he's Clancy Brown. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Diet Ron Perlman, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's his character is amazing, and he's just a creepy old funeral director. Funeral director named uh, Montgomery Dark. Nice. That's a good just, name. It's a perfect name. It's a great name. It's not his legal name. Yeah. It's his death stage name. Yeah. <laughs> And there's like four or five uh, short stories in there that like link together and they, they like make callbacks to each other. Throughout. Oh, okay. Interesting. They're, they're not like narratively linked, but there's little tidbits in there. To See, that's the best way of kind of going about the anthology series. I like putting they're like they could be connected, but they're not really. But yeah. there's like a little bit of something. Yeah. And they, cool. they like get progressively better as it goes too, because it's he's trying to top each story he's telling this potential hire okay uh, at his funeral home uh they're just they're just it's really fun it's i mean it's it's gory and spooky but also really fun nice kind of has like a a tales from the crypt kind of thing going on okay cool maybe not as corny but i really enjoyed it It it's one of those afterwards i'm just like that was great (laughs) i'm glad i watched that (laughs) well cool cool one of the standout ones is uh, it's a, it's a frat boy who's who's all about getting notches on his bed post. Well, and, of course, yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to use protection, so he doesn't, and then he gets pregnant. Ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the girl gets him pregnant, and that's the twist of that one, and it's, <laughs> it's wild and funny. So, so you watched Junior. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take that, Chad. <laughs> oh, speaking of um, Junior and Arnold Schwarzenegger, did you see they initially they officially announced uh, Triplets, the sequel to Twins? Why? The third one is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes sense. That, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, and they're getting they they are getting Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger and I mean yes, Eddie Murphy as none the third of them are twin. doing anything right now. Hey, coming to America. Coming to America was it was okay. I didn't watch only it. on Amazon. It was that's better than nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's, it's more than what Eddie Murphy has done in the last ten years. <laughs> hey, Dolomite was my name. Was a phenomenal that was, movie. That was a fantastic <laughs> he movie. Should have got at least an Oscar nom for that movie. I agree. He did a really really good job in that. So I watched. I've been watching a lot of Supermarket Sweep. The old one? On, the old on, one? Yeah. Not the new one? Not the new one. The old one on Netflix. They have a whole like whole like package of them on Netflix. Huh. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's something to watch. Did, did, did it take you back to a simpler time when you were homesick from school? <laughs> Here's the thing. I never watched it when I was a kid, when it was actually on. Huh. I, it's, this is the first time I've watched it. Uh, I did do a little like um, history background hmm. into the into the show because I had to know. Apparently, they filmed a whole bunch of them like in the same like couple of days, 
That's and, generally uh, how they do uh, game shows. Yeah, and apparently that set stank so bad because <laughs> it was all like sweaty the re- people. The refrig- all the time? Well, no, because the refrigeration was turned off on all of the stuff. Oh no! And they never like they would do an entire season without changing out any of the stock or anything like Ew. that. So those people that that you know in the in the final sweep or whatever they're running out and grabbing those big hunks of ham and like nasty cheese and stuff like that. That That's could have old. been sitting there for like six to eight weeks, unrefrigerated, just stinking up the place. Yeah, the, if, a, if you ever see the power go out in a supermarket, they run out there and cover up all that stuff with like uh, tarps and stuff to try to trap that the cold in. Yeah. Because it can get bad. It can get bad, sure. But no, apparently, yeah, it's by the end of filming one season, the, the studio reeked so so bad they basically had to fumigate the place that's what they said about the obstacle course in double dare mm. they oh, yeah. smell like death at the end of the day oh i bet like i bet like just goop and sweat yeah. and ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah i've re- i read i read stuff like about about that like with legends of the hidden temple was like uh they would they would shoot like shooting days were like incredibly long and they were grueling. like 18 hour days for the non-child contestants yeah like they uh, because they would do like two or three episodes well what what they would do is they would do like they would do three ep- I, I remember reading this as well they would do th- film three episodes at a time so they would have three sets of kids so they would everyone would go out and do all of the first round and then come back and then they would change sets. Everyone would go out and do their episodes, second rounds, and then they would change sets and come back. So they would like stagger it. But yeah, it was like three episodes per filming day. And uh, yeah, like it was just long, grueling, crazy stuff. Game shows. Also, Supermarket Sweep is, they should have called it products. Pretty much. Because that's what it is. Oh, it's, yeah. It's advertisements it's just, for products. It's just advertising. I mean, so is the prices right. Yeah. Yeah. But Supermarket Sweep just... A little, little more blatant. Yeah, it's so blatant that it becomes funny. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes funny and it's it's fascinating to see all of the products and brand names that do not exist anymore. Like, there are, I can't... Nothing's coming to mind currently, but there are some that they have... That they will, like, advertise on the show, like, specifically, and it just is not a thing. Like... Uh, zap paper towels <laughs> what in the heck are zap paper towels it's probably what like uh it's that blue furry one now um sonic the hedgehog no <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember the name of it but like uh it's these real cheap paper towels you can get at like walmart and it's like oh yeah like i remember the stupid commercials have like this this fairy with like blue wings and stuff oh i remember those as well yeah yeah did you know that Family Dollar had a short-lived game show? No. Huh. That's I, I watched awful. a documentary about it on uh, on YouTube, and it was awful. Oh, man. Like, like, the game itself just didn't really work, and it was also products. It was Supermarket Sweep, but in a Family Dollar, and it also didn't just didn't work. Yeah. Like, they didn't test the games and stuff very well, so, like, just nothing Nothing worked. worked. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I never understood, like, why in Supermarket Sweep, like, people just didn't take their arm and just clothesline the whole drawer or the whole, like... The whole aisle, yeah. whole aisle into your cart. Well, it's because you could only pick five of one thing at a time. Uh, That was was the the thing. The secret rule. Yeah, and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the host the host of the show from back in the 80s um david ruprecht 
in the interview said, yeah, no, almost no uh, contestant did this, but a surefire way to win back in the 80s, if you could go back in time and do this, uh, don't go for the ham, don't go for any of that, the big stuff, like the big iconic stuff, go to the um, like drugstore aisle because aspirin oh yeah and, and expensive yeah. face cream and like all that stuff medicinal stuff medicinal is stuff expensive. is incredibly expensive and he said yeah if anyone went over there and like started grabbing deodorant and stuff game's over they won <laughs> like every time that dude wore some wild sweaters on he that did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh was that, uh, was that all you did was uh, that was pretty much it i did also watch i'm glad you mentioned uh, uh youtube documentaries there's a um, um a guy that is it's not defunct land but it's basically he, him ripping off the defunct land kind the of yesterworld yesterworld yeah. he did a thing that went up a day or two ago about the black cauldron i watched that too oh, it was super man. good up until it got to the deleted scene stuff i and didn't yeah, watch I, that because i hadn't seen i haven't seen it in a long time yeah <laughs> Yeah, I kind of uh, kind of stopped paying attention at that point as well. But it was really interesting to see like all of the tumultuous stuff that went into the Black Cauldron. It's a good movie. Like I remember liking it. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's like one of the weirder ones before Disney really started putting out weird ones. It was the it was the last of kind of the dark era. Yeah, um, because uh, Katzenberg came in and pretty much cleaned house, and that's when you got uh, Little Mermaid and yeah. But no, that that weird like middle era of Disney stuff with like the Rescuers, Aristocats, Aristocats. Um, oh, you mean back when they just recycled footage like crazy? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and traced their own work. Yeah, every time. Hey, it's it's a legitimate art style, and it saves money. It saves money. It's the Disney way. <laughs> yeah, like if you go back to like any of the seventies Disney films, Robin Hood. Uh, Jungle Book. Oh, there was like a shot by shot comparison I saw there. Oh, yeah. Day. It's and they use and it's multiple times. Yeah. Oh, sure. Like, it's nuts. Like, what they do, especially with between like it's Robin Hood, Jungle Book, and I want to say Aristocats is real bad about like combining things. It's just kind of that era. And, yeah. You know, um, Walt wasn't there to tell him to cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if he were there, he'd be too busy worrying about the future. Yeah. With his with his theme parks and stuff, he'd be too busy trying to create his totalitarian swamp government in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with his seat of power in the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I I like that Yesterworld guy's content when he's like actually delivering the information. Mm -hmm. But boy, his like openings and he, when he tries to be funny, it's just like, oh my god, they're stop. not. They're not the best, and his his delivery sometimes, every once in a while, like you 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 could tell like Kevin Perger from Defunct Land, you know, he's reading his script, but he at least it sounds like a natural discussion kind he, of, and he has the kind of like dry cynicism about yeah. him that works. But Yesterworld guy, every once in a while, he'll deliver a line that comes out like this, <laughs> and he'll do it five times in a row <laughs> and it just it doesn't have that natural kind of you know uh um cadence to it and it comes off uh, kind of fake so i don't like it as much as defunct land but he does really good stuff yeah D defunct land episodes come out like once a month so you got to get your weird mm -hmm. esoteric information from yeah. somewhere <laughs> what is it with defunct land versus michael eisner I don't know. That guy funny. hates Michael Eisner. Yeah. It's funny. It's really funny. But like he, that whole second season of his show, he took so many shots at Eisner. It's, it was kind of great. 
I don't know. Because Eisner yeah. did so many like weird things. Honestly, he I think he was just throwing everything at the wall at the time. He was just trying to see what would stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he did so many weird things. Like that uh, extraterrestrial ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I rode that ride back in the day it was horrifying <laughs> i re- i never wrote it but i remember when it was in uh disney world i remember I, I remember it i have never been to a disney park oh, you're missing no. out yeah like even even when i was a kid like a real little kid and we lived in california we didn't even go to disneyland oh man well nerd overload field trip yeah <laughs> to disney world i i mean i've only been once and i i, I was like a little too old for it. Mm. Like I was like right past the perfect time. Gotcha. But not quite so teenage cynical that I didn't enjoy it. Type sure. Of thing. Yeah. I I've been a couple times. I went when I was definitely in that age range, um, went once when maybe I was a little bit beyond that. And once as an adult and it, it is, it's great to go back as an adult and kind of enjoy things you see it a little differently you kind of you get to see the strings a little more that you kind of miss when you're when you're a kid and everything's just magical but uh but no a really good time really good i want to see the star wars stuff yeah yeah no definitely (laughs) yeah actually i've never been to florida period well i mean you're not missing a lot in that regard you're not missing much but (laughs) that's where that's where disney world is yeah and universal a lot of fun yeah, universal's, universal's great. really cool yeah uh, i would love to go back and and uh check out universal again i was uh maybe a little sick during my one trip to universal <laughs> uh but uh so kind of missed out on on a bit of that gotta go before simpsons land is is gone because yeah. i imagine its days are numbered as i a kind property. of imagine <laughs> it yeah well if if that's the case they'll put that's where they'll put uh mario yeah. world in and I'm, I'm cool with that. That's yeah, fine. That's, it, that's a trade-up in my book. Yeah, I agree. Even though I also do love The Simpsons quite a bit. With an asterisk, because yeah. the last handful of seasons, maybe not so much. Oh, there was a new there was a new Maggie Simpson short on Disney Plus because you know sometimes there's a couple. Oh yeah, of those. they'll do that. They yeah. did a new Star Wars themed one, and it is just awful. Really? It just screams of uh, Disney brand synergy. Oh. And then we tried to do some jokes. Yeah, that's you know. not. Yeah. If they were to end The Simpsons at this point, would you be sad or would you be just kind of go, eh, I think, okay. I think I would it's be time. In, indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. There I'm, was a while there where I was like, I don't want a world where there's not new Simpsons, but now I just, I think I wouldn't feel one way or the other. I have missed so much of it. I've, there have been more seasons that I haven't watched at this point than the seasons that I had. And I was a religious Simpsons watcher for years and years. I mean, years. we were too, especially when I was growing up, it was like every new episode we were like hitting it. We would talk about it at school, like mm-hmm. me and my friends. Like it was, it. I mean, that was back when like, TV was a culture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it hasn't been that way in a long time. Most shows anybody talks about anymore are either really old shows that are on streaming services or they're streaming exclusive content. That everybody talks about for two weeks and then never again. And then never again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had like the first 18 seasons on DVD. Like we had, I had like all of the DVDs for the longest time. And then eventually it was like, yeah. I've I've watched like one through probably eight, like probably three or four times through. To yeah, those first handful of seasons, 
I can almost recite the commentary tracks on those. Yeah. <laughs> because the commentary tracks on those episodes were really good. Oh, yeah. They were like I love second to none. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, And you, then I'll go and I'll watch it or I'll listen to a Talking Simpsons about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, feel yeah. like, I feel like now with the Simpsons, I'm kind of in like the mindset of, okay, like I know it's, it used to be super culturally relevant, but it hasn't been for a really long time. It's overstayed its welcome. Yeah. Like, it definitely falls in that category of shows that I think are good, but have gone on way too long. Well, you know that saying, um, die a hero or live long enough to see See yourself become the villain. villain. It's kind of like that a little bit. Family Guy is the villain, though. Family Guy is the (laughs) villain, but Simpsons, but you know what I mean. Simpsons, the shine has come off. Honestly, uh, and I've I've said this before, and and I'll probably say it again on this show because I have no... I have a goldfish memory about things I talk about on here, <laughs> but I, I truly believe the Simpsons should have ended with the movie. Oh yeah. I, yeah. That agree. would have been 100%. a perfect capper. 100%. For the series. And if they wanted to just do a new movie every couple of years. Sure. Yeah. Do a new movie, do a, uh, like a holiday special, continue to do the yearly Treehouse of horror because yeah. those are always pretty good. But even, uh, even now they're not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like once you get to a point and your cast and your cast of actors starts to pass away, <laughs> you might have been going on a little too long. And I, the yeah. thing is, like, I still watch the Fox animated shows, but not The Simpsons, not Family Guy. But I watch Bob's Burgers every every Monday when they show up on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I'll sit. I'll watch Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I'll watch uh, the Great North, that new one by the oh, Bob's the, Burgers. The, yeah, I tried the Great North. I'm not a huge fan of it. I how many how many episodes did you watch? Uh, one. <laughs> Stick with it for a little bit, and it gets better. Cause, okay. Because the the first couple, I'm like, this is just bad Bob's Burgers. That's what I thought. But it the the character is kind of. Like, they kind of fit their groove a little bit and they yeah. kind of get into it. Okay. Especially by the season finale. The season finale was really good. Okay. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go back. I'll yeah. try that one again. And I watch the, was Bless the Hearts, mm-hmm. which is pretty good, but not, not the Simpsons and not Family Guy. Yeah. Because they're, they're done. They should be done. They should. Yeah. Even when Family Guy was new, I was kind of like, eh, this is okay. <laughs> like the first two seasons were really good. Oh sure, the, yeah. I mean, they were just ripping off the Simpsons, but it was at least in a raunchier way. Yeah, and it yeah. felt fresh at the time, but it doesn't anymore. I think the drop off on Family Guy can correlate pretty, pretty much one to one with um, Seth MacFarlane's interest, interest yeah. in the show, because as soon as he started getting into like films or the Orville or American Dad. That's when, and the interest kind of shifted away from Family Guy. That's when it started going downhill. I, I mean, you kind of have that with like Matt Groening and like with The Simpsons. Like eh, Groening was kind of out of the loop after the first couple of seasons on on Family on a uh, uh, Simpsons. It I think felt like he'd just show up to like sign off on a couple storyboards and cash yeah. his check. <laughs> it's like, hey, can I put my uh, Life Is Hell rabbits in here somewhere? <laughs> and then there was Futurama. Can you imagine a, what kind of universe this would be if instead of The Simpsons, he decided to go ahead with the uh, animated Life is Hell? Like he thought he was going to do? Yeah. Um, it would have lasted a season and then no one would ever talk about it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I'm excited for them to do this Flintstones reboot they've been talking about. Not the Seth MacFarlane one because that is already that's going to be that's already gone. That's gone. Now yeah. Elizabeth Banks is in charge of it. I guess. Okay. Which, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. I I think the the Flintstones deserve a modern reinterpretation. I think that could be very good. No, I I could see that. Absolutely. It's a living. It's a yeah. Um. All right. Well, hey guys. You know what? Uh, this is the point where we would usually take a music break, but uh. We're feeling kind of froggy today. I think we're just going to roll straight into the news. We have a bunch of it to talk about. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going rebel. I, I've heard from listeners of the show that the music portion is their least favorite part. I have heard from the Universal Music Group that the music <laughs> is the worst part of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bon Jovi. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get into some news. classic just some chewy just some chewy and it's just some chewy yeah <laughs> so yeah let's uh let's get into some news let's uh pick something off of the big board here what do you guys want to talk about first the, let's get the sad one out of the way let's do yeah let's get the sad Out's one out of the top. way first yeah okay so to kind of like i don't know i guess make an upswing in the show there has been a slightly sad bit of news uh author and creator of the manga slash anime berserk which has been going on since 1989 uh Kentaro Miura, I hope I said that right. Sounds uh, right. Sounds about right. Passed away uh, yesterday. Yes. Now I I don't know much about the animes and the and the mangas, but I have heard of Berserk. It is a long running like yeah. action manga. It's a thing. it's a really dark uh, medieval fantasy kind of grim dark. I just remember Guts got on a boat and he's been on a boat forever. They eventually, I think, believe I believe they did get off the boat. He did eventually get off the boat? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's there was a new animated series not that long ago. There were new volumes coming out. Right, but this was one of those things where it seemed like it was never going to end, and now it's <laughs> never actually going to end. Yeah. Uh, Talk, get, I'm talking about series and franchises that we wish had finite endings, but does isn't or won't. Unless, unless he left some kind of you know kind of journal or bible behind for what the story what the story he wanted it to be yeah it might not ever be finished and it's it's kind of sad yeah i mean yeah it's incredibly popular i mean younger me was all about it it was incredibly influential too it affected a lot of a lot of properties later in the future sure uh, the the dark knight in final fantasy is basically it's ba- inspired yeah. by guts from berserk Desert. yeah yeah which a lot of players of Final Fantasy XIV, um, in in tribute to him, lined up a, across the main promenades and cities. Dark Knight characters uh, stood in a line across the entire city, like in in honor of him, and it's it was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's I, really I awesome. I actually saw it because I've started playing that game, which I don't know why I didn't talk about that on my check it out. <laughs> um, but it was it was really impressive. It was just like so many people lined up. Really, it was, it was very a very touching tribute. Oh, awesome! That's that's awesome. And bards were playing um, Guts's theme from oh, the show on nice. their instruments. See, I love I love nice. like uh, when online games and stuff have the ability to make your own music. Like uh, Lord of the Rings Online had it. Mordhau can do it. Like you can get a loot and play. You know? Yeah, I remember looking up tabs for my Hobbit's loot in Lord of the Rings <laughs> online and just playing the dumbest songs. Nice, nice. I mean, it's 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 it is very sad. 
And I guess he had like heart complications. Yeah, it was a surprise thing. Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a yeah. It was only fifty, which a lot of a lot of manga cause die at a really early age because they have such grueling work they, schedules. They work themselves to death. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of as is, unfortunately, with the Japanese culture and mindset. <laughs> right. But I mean, they're also, because they are forced to release comics weekly. And they're basically typically working alone. More than likely. Yeah. More, more times than not. Um, but yeah. No, he'll be missed. That's a, that's a bummer. So uh, so anyway, let's move on to some uh, some happier news. You know, this came out a couple weeks ago, but we didn't do a show last week, uh, so we might as well talk about it. Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage. There was a trailer for it, and boy, this movie looks bad, and I can't <laughs> wait to watch it. It made me want to go back and watch the first Venom because I still have never seen it. It's <laughs> the first Venom is not a very good movie. <laughs> it's a very enjoyable movie. It is they. It is almost like a throwback to those um, early to mid 2000s, like Spider-Man one, two, three, the X-Men blade kind of thing. Yeah, but I would I would dare say it's it's better in part like it's it feels more It's better in practice. But like you don't have the Marvel thing or to a lesser extent, the DC thing where they're constantly throwing in Easter eggs to other stuff and always trying to tie in a million different things in a million different directions <laughs> which i can imagine feels kind of freeing yeah yeah <laughs> but at the same time though having a a venom central thing without sort of mentioning spider-man it works feels in this though it does but it also feels weird to me it works because they they de-emphasize the uh initial villainous parts of venom and they emphasize the, the anti-hero parts the anti-hero of and and really the uh uh, the weird uh, uh nature of symbiotes, l- love triangle oh. kind of thing between Eddie and Venom, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it's it's odd. It's it's a weird buddy cop movie where it is where both partners were are the same person basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked some of the back and forth that was in the trailer was pretty. I mean, there yeah. there are some other pretty good jokes. Like, there's a part where, like, Eddie has to get to the top of a building really fast or something. And, like, or, or he has to get down, maybe. I don't know. And Venom says something like, jump. But then he takes the elevator, and Venom calls him an expletive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this so this trailer looks, uh, for a Let There Be Carnage, looks, again, bad, but in a very good bad. They're leading heavier into the buddy cop or just goofy person, you know, yeah, dichotomy between Eddie and Venom. Um, they did toad down Carnage's clown hair. <laughs> yeah, because in the end of the first movie, there's like an after credit stinger where it shows Woody Harrelson. Yeah, um, as, as Cletus, as, Cletus as, Ca- Cassidy. Yeah, and his wig looked terrible in that. Oh, he looked like Ronald McDonald. Oh yeah, it was awful because he looked like Prison Ronald. <laughs> like the, like the, Prison Ron. Yep. <laughs> like the character, you know, in the comics you know, had very fiery red orange hair Mm -hmm. and they slapped a wig on him and it just looked terrible. Oh, it looked real bad. Especially when you know for a fact Woody Harrelson is very bald. (laughs) (laughs) But they toned it back a little bit and that's cool. Uh, I'm curious to see where the story goes. They, um, the cop that they mention that they show in the trailer a couple of times being menaced by Carnage is a character from the comics that is Toxin. The oh. the third generation Venom symbiote kind of child s- child spawn kind of thing, um, who is a out and out hero. Yeah, 
it's always weird because there was like the whole thing with like the the symbiote whatnot, and some of them are good, some of them are bad, and some of them just are. Yeah, and some of them come from some of them come from Venom, some of them came from Carnage, right? Because they they reproduce. There, so the symbiotes are alien parasites, goo, goo, pretty much, and they <laughs> um they reproduce asexually. So, but they still refer to each other as like you know parent a parental figure like and, some uh, of them refer to venom as grandfather some of them yeah. refer to the refer to carnage as father right right like like carnage comes from venom mm-hmm. and so on and so forth right so and they and they do have a little bit of that in, in there as well but that's the thing i don't quite understand because they kind of get into the the symbiote the symbiote a little bit in the first movie mm-hmm. like their oh i can't remember their alien name but uh, but but they're I, basically from a planet of symbiotes. Yeah, but I don't remember Venom having one a spawn to even bring in Carnage in the first movie. Uh, Unless that's going to happen in this movie. That's probably going to happen in this movie. He's going to poop him out. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> but uh but no, I'm I'm looking forward to the, uh the Venom 2. I think it's going to be I mean, great. I mean, especially with like how much play the character has been getting in the comics lately, like in yeah. the last few years. Yeah. It makes me wonder what if they'll ever do like any kind of once Sony has full control over Spider-Man again, if that ever happens again, will we see a Tom Holland Spider-Man and uh, Tom uh, Tom Hardy as Venom in the, to- the, in the same kind of well the weird my thing, two Toms like my two Toms. Well, the weird thing with that is like in the comics, like Eddie Brock and and Peter Parker <laughs> are Toms. like are like the same age. Pretty much right. I you know what what they could do is they can explain it as so in the first Venom movie there was a throwaway line about how Eddie he yeah he was drummed out of New York for nebulous reason and they could roll it back and say okay well what before Venom when he was just an investigative ju- journalist he like did a a hard cutting like piece on Spider Man and as it turns out he was trying to take down a fifteen year old. <laughs> and that sucks and they had and they basically ran him out of town yeah but, for if it. He, but if he did a hard-hitting piece on spider-man jay jonah would have been all about it yeah that's true because jay jonah hates oh well canonically he, for most of the franchise he hates him. he hates and yet still wants pictures of spider-man <laughs> anyway venom 2 looks good hocus pocus 2 mm, maybe not so much why why we don't need that we Some, don't. Sometimes but, things can just be one movie. They don't. Yeah, not everything has to be a sequel. So they announced that there's going to be a sequel to the uh, classic Halloween Disney movie uh, Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Uh, it is official, and it sounds like we're getting some, um, um, like most of the cast back, right? I mean, All we're, of the uh, movie has the, a the fin- three witches at least. Yeah. The movie has a finite ending, though. That's the thing I don't get. You can roll it back. <sighs> I guess it's the origin story. No, no, we don't know that. that. (laughs) It is just called Hocus Pocus Two, and the logo is just with the two on it. I mean, to be fair, (laughs) Red Dead Redemption Two is a prequel. (laughs) That's true. Slash semi origin of the first Red Dead Redemption. But you know that the first Hocus Pocus was really good. Oh, I love that movie. I liked it a lot. It's one of the all time greats. Yeah, but at the same time. Does it need a sequel? Like how we don't need another Beetlejuice. Yeah. No, we need to get, see him go to Hawaii, have his Hawaiian vacation, <laughs> like that plot treatment. Yeah. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. <laughs> it's the same movie in a different tropical setting. 
Hey. Hey, bud. <laughs> Going back to the moldy oldies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Not many of our new listeners remember that I have a pretty okay Beetlejuice yeah. impression. Which is just gruff Michael Keaton. Gruff Michael Keaton. You just talk high <laughs> and fast, and then you start talking a little bit louder. Beetlejuice. I, I don't know. I love Michael Keaton. <laughs> He's great. I really, I, I, I really want him to come back. I want Vulture to come back. I I bet Vulture will come back in some capacity down the road. I mean, he's one of the few uh, Marvel villains that isn't dead. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Spider Man, Overload. Yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> hey, I love Spider Man. Leave me alone. <laughs> did you know they did a Teen Titans Go episode with Beetle a Beetlejuice crossover? Really? What? Yeah. He's voiced by the Beetlejuice from the cartoon. Uh, no, the Broadway show. Oh, okay, oh. okay, right and, on. And uh, it's pretty funny. That's awesome. And they do a reference to Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Nice. It, Even so, better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, I'll let you guys pick one. So we got some teaser images from Kevin Smith's uh, The Masters of the Universe oh, animated yeah, series. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's going to be on Netflix. And it's coming soon. It's coming very soon, actually. That's cool. Um, It looked like He-Man. Yeah, it. I mean, it's. It looks good. I mean, it's made by the same animation studio who did those. Uh, who did the Castlevania, uh, seasons for Netflix. So it's gonna look. So it's gonna look yeah, really good. Which at least. is good. It I'm, looks amazing. I'm wondering if it's gonna be as hyper violent. Probably. I don't know. Kevin Smith did say when he released the images that it it was refreshing not working on something rated R. Because he's working on something unrated. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's true. I didn't think about that, but I, I, I don't think it's in in the tone of the original series to make it violent. Yeah, because it don't. is taking cues from the '80s series. Yeah, that's yeah. People forget that like He Man is is so stupid. It's it's very stupid <laughs> oh, it's and very dumb. yeah, very yeah. Real dumb. And that's what makes it fun. Very at juvenile, least, at least for me. Oh, absolutely. Same I mean, here. I yeah. was kind of hoping it was going to be more like you know. She-Ra with He-Man. Yeah, that would be ideal, but we're but not going to get that. From we're not going to get that. We're not going to get no. that. Um, I can't. Kevin Smith writing characters with that much depth and nuance. <laughs> I just wonder which uh, character Jason Muse is going to be voicing. <laughs> Orko. I, that's the first one I thought. Yeah, you know, and and one of the images I'm like I'm sitting there I'm like they made Orko look really serious. I'm like man, oh, it's going to be bad. If they did that, it's going to be bad. But what if I said Luke Skywalker was Skeletor? Because he is. I mean, that's cool, but like Skeletor's voice, anybody can do it. Right, but what <laughs> if what if he decides to go a different direction and not do that? But that voice is funny and part of the reason why the show is good. <laughs> that's true. Like, I feel like it's going to be kind of like... It's going to be the Joker. It's, well, no, not, I was Mark Hamill's going to do his well, weird yeah. Joker... Voice. Joker voice for Skeletor. And it's going to fit. It'll be yeah, fine. But I feel like it's going to be kind of like like the 2000s Masters of the Universe. The show was okay. It was okay. I mean, younger me loved it because I was like, <laughs> oh man, this is a sweet action He-Man. Yeah, this is the He-Man I thought I was watching when I was a child. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Skeletor getting his face melted off and explains why he has a skull face. I like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, but... I, I feel like that's just kind of what it's going to be. Yeah, it will. I want it to be corny, and I want Skeletor that's like, I'm not good. I'm evil. You want the yeah, type I'm of Skeletor nice. that's going to walk through a teleporting mirror and then reach his arm through and punch the mirror. Yes. 
<laughs> or uh, the uh, the Skeletor that will carry a puppy with him and act like he doesn't like it, but he likes it. But it secretly likes it. And he it. doesn't want the kids that want to carry the dog to carry the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll watch this new uh, He-Man thing. I mean, I guess I was never really that attached to the original He-Man. That, so I, I kind of wasn't either, but I think I got more attached as I got older. Uh, it makes for sense. For some reason. Sure. Yeah, I, w- I, was, I was not the, might not have even been born when it came out originally. I mean, uh, or, uh, I was a Transformers kid. Or Transformers was, like, was or the, kind of the was earliest like as well for me. when it was on TV. Like I was yeah. a Transformers yeah. kid. I wasn't really a He Man. I was a Transformers and a GI Joe kid. I wasn't really a, a He Man kid. I was one hundred percent Transformers kid. I don't. Know, I just watched all the stuff when it was on streaming services back when you could watch like all the stuff. Yeah. And and I would sit there at night and watch these dumb cartoons and laugh at how silly they were. And or I want, how badly they're yeah. done. Or I, oh, the bad animation. That. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, co- no color correction. Yeah, not necessarily the bad animation, but just like the. Oh ju- no! Give me the bad animation. <laughs> I want. I want to see it. Give me the juvenile, the juvenile plot lines, and the like grade school level like philosophy. Yeah. yeah. Ha- have either of you ever seen the uh, uh, spinoff series to the He Man where the, he went to this where he went to space and he became a space barbarian? No. The animation is much worse. <laughs> Oof. But um, it's like once the He-Man show ended, they wanted to continue like they wanted to keep the license and they had like a bunch of molds for random space toys. So they whipped together something where they basically turned He-Man into um, uh, Flash Gordon almost. So they kind of like combined like the He-Man and the She-Ra from the 80s kind of. Yeah, it was already thing. He-Man is already kind of getting that like, way. Yeah. Tech- has technology. But this stuff. is like him full blown spaceman. Hmm. Space barbarian, kind of, which in itself is a great concept. Yeah, man, it just kind of makes me sad though because the new Shiro show is so good. It is. It's, it's so good. Yeah, like at sometimes, like the animation's a little. They did the best with what they had. Yeah, situation. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's still beautiful and yeah. you know, smooth and everything, and just, all all the characters are written very well, for the most part. I mean, there are sometimes where I'm kind of like, this feels kind of out of character for you. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of treading on nostalgia, they are bringing back Legends of the Hidden Temple. For adults. Yeah, but for adults. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's going to be great. It's millennial (laughs) Legends of the Hidden Temple because we grew up on the show. Yeah, Yeah, so sad adults who never let go of their childhood. Hey, I'm there for it. I think it's going to be great. It's us. It's us. There's no. I'm about to say, we we buy new toys of nostalgic properties. (laughs) Look at my house. My house is filled with nostalgic properties. (laughs) Look at no. you playing nine from outer space poster. Hell yeah, it's great, great movie. Anyways, uh, Legend no, of the Hidden no, Temple. It so, it, well, it's, it's not a great movie. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's, it's a it's great in certain contexts. Yes. Yeah, uh, but no, Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's uh, not going to be on uh, Nickelodeon this time. The CW has picked up the rights to it. Weird. And, yeah, which is kind of weird. And also, it's not going to be filmed on a soundstage. It's actually going to be outside with much more elaborate. Um, like sets and stuff. I feel like they're probably just redoing um, the set pieces from that stupid TV movie that came out not that long ago. They're probably part of that, but also I think they're going to be adding a little more of like Ninja Warrior aspects to it. It's going to be a ropes course and Kirk Fogg will be there. (laughs) In a wheelchair. (laughs) 
Uh, but uh, but no, they are going to be keeping the uh, trivia aspect to the show. <laughs> They're going to make full-grown adults listen to a five-minute story. Yes. And then, and then repeat and remember things they heard from the story. They are, yeah. It's listening comprehension. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole... They're keeping with the same conceit where you are getting one specific treasure from from history and they're going to make you answer questions about it and then be attacked by the, t- the temple guards man temple guards are going to get punched yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i hope they're wearing protective equipment because yeah. they're going to get clocked how many adults are going to struggle with the shrine of the silver monkey because we've been we've been complaining about it for decades yeah it's not that hard it's, it's not. a puzzle with three pieces it's three pieces and the top piece has a long stick in the end of it yeah it goes through the whole Should thing be easy but no you're stressed out. I was always like, you kids ever watch this show? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder if like uh, we're going to get like adult guts. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I don't know, because those are all like junior Olympian level like kid athletes. Yeah. That's all right. Let's get Usain Bolt in. Get, and d- to it, climb that radical rock. Yeah, get a piece of that radical rock. Oh, he won't even be tied to it. He'll just run straight up it. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> Dude's a monster. <laughs> I always get Etsy ads for recreations uh-huh. of, of the piece of the Radical Rock. So do I. And they're like $250, and it's like, but I really want a piece of that Radical Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it feels it feels less if you don't earn it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. People don't have to know I didn't. <laughs> yeah, as far as anyone is concerned. I was on Guts I, when I was eight. I earned it. <laughs> I, I won. Earned, I earned that radical rock. Man, there were so many good like games like on guts. I'm like, man, I want to play that. <laughs> like the like the bungee rope trampoline nerf dart arrow thing. I miss American Gladiators and not yes. the Hulk Hogan and No, the uh, old the one. Old, the old old With one. With the tennis ball guns. And yes. Laser and turbo. And blazer. And blaze laser. <laughs> and Tad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Beefman. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a I had a I had a Cannon. Amer- I had an American Gladiators toy set nice. that I bought from Odd Lots. That sounds like an odd that Lots sounds toy. that sounds very And it was it was basically it was basically the the target shooting obstacle course one. Oh, that's awesome. Like I wanted I want that's like the one I didn't care about all the other games. I wanted to play that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to dodge between barriers and shoot like tennis ball bazookas at some roided out cokehead <laughs> shooting alleged a, a shooting a bigger tennis ball gun at me <laughs> I, it would always come on on like saturday morning after yes. cartoons and i'd be uh-huh. like yeah I'll watch this <laughs> so here's the thing yeah it was it it was on after saturday morning cartoons up to the point where uh, mystery science theater started coming on after saturday morning oh. cartoons so I have it's like fills that same spot in my in my mind palace in my brain like where's the six million dollar Kickstarter for uh, American Gladiators? Oh, geez. which is weird because I didn't realize that American Gladiators was a rip or a spinoff of a British show that was just called Gladiators. Sure. Yeah. Until I started watching this British paintball guy and he made a reference to it. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what? When it played like a little it played like a little clip. I'm like. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I watched. Uh, speaking of spinoffs of British shows, mm-hmm. there's a pottery version of the Great British Bake Off. Really? And it sucks. Ah, <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> I was very disappointed, but something about it is just—it's just 
off. It's not as good. Ah, oh, that sucks. Uh, it, also, the glass blowing show, not worth your time. Oh, is it bad? I, I tried. Jordan and I sat and tried watching it, and you know, okay, so we've all three of us we've been in art programs in the past. So when I say <laughs> that when uh, a glass blower starts talking about how the glass is an extension of how I feel and my soul and like the pretentious BS, <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the entire cast of that show. Oh. Every episode talking about how, uh, yeah. The pottery one, they kept comparing it to sex. I'm like, stop it. It's, that's gross. <laughs> Just make me a pot. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone watched the, the movie Ghost one too many times. Yeah. <laughs> but they like bring it up like five or six times in the first episode. It's like... Ghost or sex? No, not... I, they do bring up ghosts at least once. Oh, good. Good. But sex, they keep bringing it. It's like, no, this is like this is like a British bake-off show. It should be completely sexless. <laughs> <laughs> like the British people. The asexual, the asexual pottery show. Yeah. Par- pottery bake-off. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, hey, I'm sorry to have to cut things off here, but we were actually out of time. So oh, let's wow. go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. Get your parents' permission, and you can send us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com with questions, comments, whatever. Uh, you can also give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. That number is 586 586- Three seven two eight zero two zero, and uh, leave us a message. We might play it on the show. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and for the time being, Spotify. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and uh, lastly, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his uh, stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Go Silver Monkeys. 